got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be discussing whether or not this Bitcoin pump is going to fail. And the reason we're kind of a Debbie Downer on this, guys, is that yes, Bitcoin has rallied 5% in the last 24 hours, but the simple fact of the matter is Bitcoin has done that a lot lately. We've seen Bitcoin rally 5-10% in the span of under 24 hours before in the last couple of months, and yet Bitcoin has not been able to break critical resistance at $46,000. So we don't want to jump the gun and say, yeah, Bitcoin's going to $100,000 tomorrow, we want to make sure that we're being, frankly, a little bit bearish because the bears are still the ones that are theoretically in charge of this market. Is Bitcoin going to be able to break some very important downtrends? Is it going to be able to actually get above $46,000? We're going to discuss all of that and more in this episode. And by the way, we're also going to be talking about a man that you may know the name of. His name's Ray Dalio. He's a billionaire. He wrote the book Principles, a phenomenal book. Anyone in business should read it. And his hedge fund looks to be investing in a small way in Bitcoin. Ray Dalio is the investor of investors. He literally helps all of the other, not all of the other, but many of the other billionaire investors that you know the names of to pick their investments. He's one of the most successful investors in the history of the stock market, and his company, his hedge fund, is now starting to get into crypto. In other news, we're also going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about some on-chain metrics having to do with the stable coins. We've got a lot to cover today, guys. A lot of information to bring you, a lot of technical analysis to do, fundamental and on-chain analysis, and at the end of the day, we have a lot of value that we're going to try and bring you because we want you to walk away from this video, walk away from this stream a little bit closer to that concept of financial sovereignty that we talk about in every single piece of content that we do. I am joined as always by TA Tim. How you doing, Tim? Doing good. I'm 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 feeling bullish today. You know, I'm bullish on my health. My shoulders Ooh, feeling a lot better. Nice. I'm bullish at least short term on crypto. Look at I mean we'll just look at what's happening over there on Cardano. Mm -hmm. Loving what I'm seeing over there. I'm bullish on the like button. Uh, I, I, 141 likes already. What's your like prediction? What's your like prediction for the stream, I'm, Tim? I'm gonna go bullish. I, go bullish? I think that we could easily get to a thousand before we close. I easily. think you're right. I think easily, that's easy. Easily. Easy. But uh, yeah, I'm bullish. I'm bullish too, man. And I'm excited. It's been a good day. It's been a good week. I am really looking forward to jumping into some Bitcoin technical analysis. But before we get there. We have to shout out Smay. Smay, how are you and your little man ponytail doing? I think it's called a man bun. But um, it's uh, not big enough to be a bun. I'm not going. I, I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm what I am going to acknowledge that. is some green names here. And you know what? This is my favorite type thing to do in all of the world. And by the way, I said I was going to wear a watermelon shirt today. I didn't. I wore a flower shirt. Today. You have a watermelon shirt? I do have a watermelon shirt. So you lied. It was more that it was dirty and I didn't clean it. Integrity is a core value, man. It was more that I was planning to do it and I couldn't do it. So, but I'd like to say these names. Here we go. We got, uh, we got here. We got Ricardo Vinegas. We got Cryptoffer. We got Crypto Alchemist. We got Silva Dollar. We got Crypto AI. We got uh, Siobhan Golay. We got uh, 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 the Bitcoinologist. We got OMAC. We got uh, 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 the Bitcoinologist. Uh, who else we got here? Who else we got here? Uh, 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 Jojo. Uh, here we go. Uh, let me say some more off the top of my head. We got Crypto Set Guy. We got uh, we got Crypto Couple. Here we go. We got Matt C. We got uh, Dennis Pizarka. We got Agent Gold. We got all the good ones. All the good ones. You guys are great. I love you guys. Jeremy Shorter. 
guys are great. Boom sauce. Well, guys, thank you so very much to everyone who's joined the membership program. If you want to hit that, hit that, hit that join button right below the like button. And if you're on mobile, it'll be right next to where it'll be right under the subscribe button. Then you can go ahead and check out some of those tiers. There's five different tiers and it helps to support the channel when you join. And you also get to become a more intimate member of our community, get access to our members only Q and A's. Some more perks coming for you guys in the future. We can't talk about just yet, but we do have some cool things and, coming. And also, I know you're about to introduce somebody else, but I, I, I want to even just say to our community, cash a cats i don't think he's gonna be here this morning if you guys think about him today keep him in your prayers mm. they had a loss in the family yesterday oh no super tragic um so keep him and his family in your prayers uh we love you i think his name is dan dan we love you i'm praying for you man that's yeah we're praying for you we're praying for you man look hey guys i want you to know something this community is a community that really genuinely truly does care about you we're not here to make a bunch of money for ourselves guys i just want to put it very bluntly because that's the that's the accusation of a lot of youtubers and that's not what we're here for we don't get happy when we make money we get happy when we see that we're able to be here and love on you guys and minister to you guys that's what makes this community special is a bunch of people that yes are trying to achieve financial sovereignty and yes are trying to make money in the cryptocurrency markets but that's not the end goal at all the end goal is to build a community that fosters a loving and a caring environment so that we can help to support each other because we are much stronger together than we ever would be separate. So with that said, I do also want to enjoy, uh, excuse me, inter enjoy. introduce another uh, member of our community who I'm very, very excited uh, to bring on the show today. His name is Kelly. He hadn't been here in a while. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, as you all know, I was, I was uh, in Tokyo for about two weeks doing some family stuff as well as doing the, the stream from Tokyo. Uh, I cannot seem to get over that jet lag. I went to bed at 8.30 last night and uh, woke up at 11.30 and I happened to look at the charts, never do that in the middle of the night because then I ended up <laughs> I ended up digging into charts and on-chain metrics for another two or three hours and then got another two hours of sleep. But I'm here. I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, again, I just want to shout out every single person on this stream, not only the core team here, but I mean, all the all the members and new new viewers we have. Uh, if, you're, if you're tuned in, we appreciate you. Thank Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm pretty bullish. I think I'm, I'm probably among the most bullish on the crypto Jeb team. We need to be a little reluctant on uh, just jumping into something, but let's dive into it. Let's see what we got for by, the day. By the way, Kelly, where, where are you and, and what is that on the wall behind you? Well, I am today. I am also uh, Mr. Jeb McAfee, uh, if you uh, hadn't noticed. And this, this right here, I'm not going to take it off the wall, but this is the silver plaque of... Uh, of handsomeness for crypto jeb i think it is no it's the silver plaque for, for passing hundred thousand subscribers and for people that don't know uh or people that have only tuned in recently uh you know i i've been following the the jeb team uh, crypto jeb himself before he even had a team for i mean all the way back since 2018 or so because i've been in crypto since about 2016 and uh you know, it's it's just like any other parabolic move. I mean, their channel was, I mean, you tell me, Jeb, it was 3,000 for the longest time and then maybe 5,000 and then 8,000. And then it, it went from like, I feel like 20,000 to 220,000 in the matter of about uh, less than a year, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, it, it really took off, the channel really took off around, uh, around 60,000 at the end of 2020. And then in 2021, that was a crazy year. We went from about 62,000 at the beginning of the year to like, 
uh, what we in the year at 185,000, something like that. It was absolutely crazy. It definitely was. And thank you so very much for all of the support that you've shown us, Kelly. I'm really excited to have you on the show. What I want to do right quick is I want to go ahead and let you know that today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you want to invest in the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency markets long term, you want to hold that money in crypto for a while, you might as well do it in a retirement account and reap those retirement account benefits. There are a lot of tax benefits for that. You can sign up using iTrust Capital at the link in the description box down down below and you'll be getting access to the number one retirement account Bitcoin portfolio manager in the entire cryptocurrency space. They're called iTrust Capital and I trust what they will do with your capital. See what I did there? Didn't get told to say that one. I just came up with that. Pat myself on the back a little bit for that one. What we need to do now is we're going to go ahead and move on into our market pulse. Guys, there is one thing that Kelly in 15 seconds, can you explain this? Powell announces that inflation might require a more aggressive interest rate hike. Actually, I take that back. Sorry, Kelly, hate to steal your spotlight. <laughs> it's actually Tim's that needs to explain that. Tim, can you kind of explain well, that a little bit? Yeah, so we knew that this was potentially coming. We knew that inflation was high, and we knew that even though they came out and said there was going to be seven different interest rate hikes, they even said here a week ago that there might be uh, one of those months, one of those hike rates might be 0.5 or 50 base points. It's looking like Powell is saying that could be coming sooner rather than later and we could be expecting uh may not maybe april it looked like he was saying may is the date to look for for them to potentially go ahead and raise it 50 base points or 0.5 percent uh that we talked about in the video here a couple weeks ago we need to see what happens this could have a lot of different implications but as much as the 0.25 or that 25 base points was actually short-term bullish for bitcoin an aggressive rate hike of 50 now we need to start watching. Is that going to potentially scare some people out of investing? They're going to, that's going to bring power back to the U.S. dollar. Could we see people start to squeeze their dollars a little closer rather than wanting to invest in something? Long-term, Bitcoin's still solid. The question is, could this change the short-term outlook? Absolutely. And to be honest with you, it absolutely could. The thing you have to realize is that interest rates are one of the main metrics that the Federal Reserve uses to control the economy and the dollar. That's why you hear so much about the federal funds rate, which is the actual name of it. It is the base interest rate that everything else is based off of. If you see the interest rates at 1%, you're probably never going to see a bank charging less than 3% because what they do is they profit off of the difference. So that's why that's so important. Whenever the federal funds rate is raised, it makes the interest rates on everything else necessarily go up so that, you know, banks are capitalists. They got to make money. So that's how that works. So it ends up raising the interest rates on everything else, makes it a lot harder to buy a home because, well, it doesn't make it harder, excuse me. It makes it more expensive to buy a home because you have very high interest rates. So with all that said, we're going to go ahead and move into a very quick market watch over here on coin market cap then we're going to jump on into our Bitcoin TA. Bitcoin's up 3.7% over the last 24 hours, 10% over the last seven days. ETH up nearly 20% over the last seven days. And this is something that we're seeing a lot of right now. The altcoins are outpacing Bitcoin in a pretty big way. Bitcoin up 10% in seven days, but we're looking at Solana up 15%, Cardano up 20, uh, 24%, Avalanche almost 30% to the upside despite being down 5% today. DOT up 15%, Dogecoin's up 10%, even the meme coins are getting a little bit of attention. Litecoin up 17%. Bitcoin Cash up 31%. <clears throat> it's up 100% too much. That cryptocurrency should not exist. If any of you are here during the block size wars, you will know why I say that. Uh, Near Protocol and Chainlink up 12 and 20% respectively. Overall, today, the market is doing pretty well, but I'm still waiting for Bitcoin to prove itself to me. I am right now in the camp of the bears, and I have been since about mid-November. The reason for that is, and by the way, I should clarify, I'm in the camp of the bears for the short term 
term and by short term I mean one to three months in that area not in the long run I'm a permable when it comes to the long run bitcoins up and to the right and I think will be for a very long time in the short run though I follow a model of you know, in the in, in the uh, in the first world, anyway, in modern countries, typically what you have is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. I am bearish until proven bullish. I have not been proven bullish yet since we began our downtrend back here in mid-November. Now, I've been hopeful that Bitcoin will bounce at you know fifty-six thousand dollars. I've been hopeful that Bitcoin will bounce at forty-six thousand dollars. I've been hopeful that Bitcoin will bounce at thirty-three thousand dollars. And I've even said at times that I think it will bounce there. But I have maintained since mid-November we must stay bearish in until proven bullish. The reason for that is that if you don't bet with the faction that is in charge, you will likely fail because every single day we have maintained a downtrend. We have not yet had one day where we have confidently broken to the upside and started an uptrend. How do we know that? Well, because we have different technical analysis that we said, well, if this happens, then we will be going into a large bull market, uh, into a large rally. We talked about back over here how we needed to see four different things. We needed to see Bitcoin confidently breaking about forty-four, $45,000. I actually said 40000 then I changed it a little bit later. I also said that Bitcoin needed to have a bullish cross on Lux Algo. Now, we saw a lot of these things, but there was never confidence. We never saw Bitcoin confidently breaking to the upside. Instead, we saw weakness. We saw Bitcoin moving to the upside for like four or five days and then fall over. And then we tried to break up and then we double topped. And that is exactly the opposite of what you want to see out of a recovery. That was a signal of in confident of a lack of confidence if you will so what the, the the foundation i'm laying here is that i am hopeful for this bitcoin rally that we've witnessed over the last 24 hours we've seen excuse me not even just over the last 24 hours we have seen over the last 24 hours but even more so over the last nine to ten days we've rallied 15 percent I'm hopeful that Bitcoin will be able to maintain this and rally farther and go to the upside and break $46,000, go to all-time high, and we'll all be popping champagne corks on a beach in Maui. But that's just not reality sometimes. You have to understand that the market is bearish until proven bullish, and it is bullish until proven bearish. Bet with the trend because it's your friend until it ends. That's what that means. What that means, if you break it down, is bet with the bears if they're in charge until they're proven to be wrong and the bulls are proven to be right. That's what until the the trend ends. That's why I add that part. The trend is your friend is an incomplete sentence. The trend is your friend until it ends. So trying to define when it ends is what's important. So with that said, how do we define when this bearish trend that we've been in since mid-November ends? How do we know that it's going to end? Well, there's several different things that I'm looking at to say that this trend, this downtrend has ended. And then I want to hear Tim's opinion on what ending the downtrend and starting the uptrend means. For me, number one, this is the biggest thing. I need to see a confident, key word there, that might be the most important word of the entire sentence, actually. I need to see a confident break above $46,000. I don't just want to see Bitcoin break above $46,000 and then rally to $46,500 and then drop down to forty-four, dollars and then say, oh, well, it broke $46,000. It must be going into a bull market now. No, I need to see a confident break above $46,000. What does that mean? That means we get above $46,000, we rally up to $48,000, $49,000, maybe we backtest $46,000, and then we bounce and we rally. Or maybe we rally up to $46,000, we pull back, we break it again, we come up to it again, we form a cup and handle, and then we break it, and then we rally quickly. Or maybe we rally up here to $46,000, we go into an inverse head and shoulders pattern that gives us a price target of forty nine, dollars then we rally up to forty nine. dollars Those are examples of confident breaks. A, an inconfident break, if that's even a word, is we rally up to $46,000, we test it for a week, and then we 
break it for th two days, we go up to 47, and then we fall back below, and then we start ranging at 43. That is not a confident break to the upside. I need to see, number one, a confident break above 46. Why? Because that's the local high that we have set on February the 10th, and until we start setting higher highs, we have higher lows, but until we start setting higher highs, we're in a symmetrical triangle pattern, and that's called a bear pennant, and to be quite honest with you guys, if you want to look at the worst case scenario, that bear pennant has a price target of $20,000. So I really need to see Bitcoin prove itself to me. I don't trust the Bitcoin bulls right now in their strength. I just don't. They haven't proven to me that they are in charge. I need them to. I want them to, but they haven't done it yet. Now, there's a few other things that are, you know, that, that I want to see happen. Number one, I want to see Bitcoin's RSI really start to take off. I don't want to see it at 58. 58 is great. That's better than 50. 50 is perfectly neutral. It being at 58 does indicate to me that, okay, good. Bitcoin is at least somewhat more bullish than bearish, and that much is known because we've been in an uptrend for a while, but I need to see RSI get a lot higher than 58. I need to see RSI getting up here towards 70. You know, we haven't seen a 70 touch on RSI since November the 10th. How powerful? Powerful would it be if we were man if we were able to touch 70 even just for a day and then correct that would be a higher high on the RSI I would love that that would be a signal of confidence and it would be another way that Bitcoin can prove itself to me another way Bitcoin could have some major bullish MACD divergence and we could see the histogram bars get higher than we saw back on February the 10th that would indicate that we're even more bullish than we were back over here on February the 10th now we would probably have to be at fifty thousand dollars to even do that but it would give me some more confidence basically what I'm looking for is for Bitcoin to prove it to itself to me in whatever way it wants to. It doesn't have to prove itself to me in exactly the way that I say it must. Far be it from me to say what Bitcoin has to do. I'm not Bitcoin. You're not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. We are all Bitcoin, which is actually a true statement because Bitcoin is just the lump sum of the mass psychology of all the traders and investors who are putting money into it and influencing it through the price action excuse me, influencing the price action through their trades. But my point is, Bitcoin doesn't have to prove itself to me in my way. It just needs to prove itself bullish. It has not done that yet. And by the way, it has started to give me bearish signals. If you look at the TD Sequential, for example, this is something Tim found this morning. There's currently a bearish red nine flash on it. We have not seen that in a very long time. You know, the last time we saw a red nine flash, if I'm not mistaken, on Bitcoin was right back over here on October 19th. And guess what happened from there? We went up another day and then we dropped 13. Nine flashes on the TD sequential are not to be ignored. They're actually extremely powerful indicators. We saw one over here on the 29th of July, 2021. We dropped 12% just a day later that started. Now, we did see a nine flash right here that got kind of ignored. But to be honest with you, the next day, we started a five-day 8% downtrend. So TD sequential flashes are not to be ignored. So don't be surprised if Bitcoin starts a pullback today down to $40,000. That would not give me a lot of confidence in the bulls. So, Tim... I think I've rambled long enough and brought up enough things that Bitcoin can do to prove itself to me. Yeah. What are some things that Bitcoin needs to do or could do to prove that the bulls are in charge? And then we'll talk about whether or not that will actually happen. You know, I've said this before and it's echoing what you're saying, but I want to take it a step further. And I will. I want to make sure people understand this is actually more of a gut feeling for me. But as Jeb talks about all the time, you gotta learn at a certain point to start trusting your gut feelings. So 46, this level right here, 46 is the level I'm looking at. But as Jeb said, it's not just a break above 46, it's a break with confidence. And the real number I'm looking at is actually around 50,000, if not 50,000, uh, 51,000. Why? Because of this peak we had back here in late December. What I would really love to see to make a case that, hey guys, we are done with sideways action, we're breaking bullish, is a breakthrough, and I'll go and draw it for you, a breakthrough 
That 46, that 46 level is right here, which let me go ahead and get rid of all that. A breakthrough, touching the 51, come back down. We use 46 for support and then rally. But what I'm very afraid could theoretically happen, and let me get rid of all my drawings so that that's not distracting. There we go, one last one there. If we only break through 46, let's say that we only barely break through 46 and everyone starts rejoicing and saying, oh, we broke above 46. This is what all the TA guys are talking about. What if that's just a fake out? What if that actually on the weekly chart becomes just a wick and we end up dropping back below? And because of the people entering longs and people entering trades, all of that liquidation happens sending us back down. I'm afraid of that happening. So I've kind of changed my answer to, first of all, it was just break above 46. It's not just break above 46. It's break above 46, head towards that 50,000, if not 51,000 that we hit back in late December, and then closing with confidence. Let me see a support level where we come down to 46 and use it what it used to be as resistance, now for support. Then I will have confidence, guys, the sideways action more than likely is over, and it's time to go to the upside. Uh, that is my longer term bullish action. I do think short term. I do think that within the next couple of days, we're going to see actually some bullish stuff happening. And that actually, to me, is on the four hourly chart, four hourly chart and Lux Algo. This is one of our favorite indicators here. And you guys know I'm a big, big lover of RSI and divergence and everything. But I found this earlier today and I was showing Jeb, look at that flat level resistance we've been talking about now in this ascending triangle. Look where that red, you can see the color red reversal zone on Lux Algo is putting out. You guys can see over and over again on the four hourly chart, we come up, we hit this reversal zone, we come back down. We come up, we hit the reversal zone, we come back down. Look at how it's matching right there. I actually think that despite the fact that there are a couple of bearish things on shorter time frames like the hourly, Jeb I've even mentioned that nine flash on the TD sequential on the daily chart. Sometimes nine flashes get ignored for a couple of days. I think that we could continue to move to the upside. The four hourly chart, as I told you guys, I'm very big on RSI. We do have bearish RSI divergence on the hourly chart, but that can change very quickly. We do not have it on the four hourly chart. We actually see some great stuff happening on the four hourly chart. It's, it's, even though it's very slight, that RSI level right there is higher. On the daily chart, we still have room to grow on the RSI chart. Uh, so to me, one of the greatest indicators to say a reversal is coming is RSI divergence, whether it's bullish or whether it's bearish. And at the moment, on the charts that tell us what's happening over the next couple of days, we're not seeing anything bearish show up. I do think there's some strong, multiple strong levels to believe that it's going to be hard to break through this red range right here, that flat level resistance. Uh, but as it stands right now, I'm still bullish over the next couple of days. The question is, Will we break through that 44,300, 44,500 and start heading towards 46 or will we be rejected, come back down to this ascending level of support and continue this ascending triangle? Kelly and I talked about this two weeks ago and I know now I'm rambling on, but theoretically speaking, if we made it all the way to the crease right here, we could still be in this for another 60 days. And now it's, I think it's probably closer to 50, but that's two more months. Until I see a break above 46, and, and again, it's not just now a break. I, I want to see a confident break, more than likely 50,000. Uh, we're still in this ascending triangle, moving sideways. It is long-term bullish, but I know a lot of you guys bought a little higher into the 50s, maybe even some of you in the 60s. If you're thinking, man, can I be back in profit here in the next couple of days? I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think we actually might still have, as Jeb said, a couple of months before we see that. And I think there's, I think we need to realize, I made a video about this yesterday, I think it was. There's nothing wrong with that. If Bitcoin does take a couple of months to get back, to get you back into break even, I understand that we need, you know, some, we want 
Bitcoin to rally now. We want it to do it now. We want Bitcoin and cryptocurrency just to go up. And and I understand that there are things that are pressing that you might need Bitcoin to really make a move. What I would tell you is that even if you do actually need Bitcoin to make a move, you can't make Bitcoin move. So the best thing you can do is have a heart of surrender and say, you know what? Whatever Bitcoin does, I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. I'm going to just go ahead and let go of all of that anxiety because if you are holding on to all of this anxiety, which is a heart condition, that is a state of the heart. If you're holding on to all of that, all of that anxiety about what Bitcoin is going to do, it is going to cloud your judgment and it's actually going to make it a lot harder for you to make profitable trades when they do present themselves because there is always opportunity in crypto. So I would just encourage you try and shake and shed that anxious mindset if you are below water right now on your investment. Now, Kelly, I want your take on this market. I've asked him what he thinks, but I want to hear briefly from you, and then we're going to go on to our community discussion. What do you think Bitcoin has to do to restart a major rally back to all-time high? What's the scenario? Well, I want to I want to echo what you just said. You know, when we're when we're following a path through the woods or riding on a, a, a highway around a mountain, uh, you don't know where that road's going to go. Your headlights and the, the vision ahead of you only sees the path directly in front of you, and you correct along the way. And that's essentially that. what TA is, right? So I want to also echo exactly what what Tim just pointed out with the with the with this basically going up to the fifty low fifties area, bouncing back down to the forty six area, and you can find this on my Twitter as well. Well, this is basically the sort of map that I, how I see it potentially playing out. And the 52, 52K area, that is the most critical point that I really think we need to recapture. Of course, to get there, we need to recapture 46 because 46 is the first uh, step of a trend reversal because we're getting a higher high. And then we might get a you know rejection off the 52K level, come back to 46, and then uh, sort of seesaw our way up until uh, we get to up to the 68K level and the price discovery. But you know another thing I wanted to show here is uh, this is from the rational route. And this, this basically shows uh, the market cycle and this mimics, I wanted to bring this up based on what you, what you discussed yesterday with the lengthening cycle or the super cycle, uh, or, you know, the, the ending of the four-year cycle period. And this is essentially mapping that out and showing this difference between this, this long bull run and then long bear market. And then basically having bull bear, bull bear, bull bear. Uh, and we're basically setting up right now on this sort of start of a new cycle, whether it's going to be another long one or another short one. This goes right back to what I just said a second ago about how far you can see ahead of you on the road. Right now, we don't know how long this next bull market will be if we enter it. All we all we can do is plan accordingly. Uh, and then Matthew Highland himself, another great guy we have on uh, we have on crypto answered regularly. He's mapped out this perfect sort of uh, daily RSI, this giant giant pennant basically that are uh, triangle that we're in and RSI is fighting. And once we break this sort of uh, this resistance, uh, this, this, I think right now is going to be the most critical uh, sort of setup. Uh, and then the last 22 second thing I wanted to show is here on market cipher on the daily. Uh, we finally, after a, quite a while, I think it's December 5th or something. We finally have flipped back bullish in terms of the, the money flow. 
uh, which is one of the first steps that you want. You need to have water for the plants to grow. And money flow mm. is that water. And the fact that we've uh, we flipped back bullish on our money flow shows that it doesn't mean we're there yet, but we're starting to get the water so the seed can germinate so that then it can uh, sprout and hopefully break 46K. Well, guys, that was an amazing take. I think it deserves a like. Make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can get to 750 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in, taking time out of your day. Hopefully we are making sure that time is profitable. We want to make sure we pack as much educational and informational content into our show as possible so that you walk away better equipped to go and achieve financial sovereignty in these markets. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and read some super chats. If we have any, I don't know if we have any, so we're going to read some regular chats. And then we're going to jump into our headlines and discussion here in just a couple of minutes. So do you see any, Ted? Well, something that I saw talking about is what does it mean, Jeb, if you could explain uh, TA experience, technical analysis experience, um, because it's always changing. What would it take to build that experience? Time. And uh, more importantly, it takes time. And it's funny, building experience, the best way to define it is building experience takes experience. Like Mm -hmm. it it takes putting yourself in different situations so that you know how to respond to different situations. For whatever reason, when you asked me that question, what came to mind was snowboarding. So Tim and I both snowboard. Tim's snowboarding much more than I have. He taught me how to snowboard last, uh, gosh, it was a year and a half ago now. Goodness gracious. You picked it up way faster than I did. Really? Yeah. Well, that was fun. I I also like... Yeah, I busted my head. I thought I was going to die. Like, I did cartwheels. I took out a skier. I've taken out many skiers. I mean, it was bad. But the thing is, when you're learning a new skill, you've got to just work on it. Like, I was teaching my wife how to roller skate the other day. And at first, she was holding on to me. And then I was like, Sarah, in about five minutes, instead of like saying, Jeb, where are you going? I need to hold on to you. She's going to be like, no, Jeb, don't touch me. I got this. I got it. I'm going to figure it out. And then sure enough, she did. And what, what, it, what it was so cool to watch her learn this because she had never been on skates before in her life, to my knowledge. So she's sitting here like... I'm going to follow up. She couldn't stand up and then she couldn't walk without me. And then she couldn't walk without, uh, she couldn't move without holding on to something. And then she could do it just fine. And it took her like 20 minutes and it's just experience because your muscles are starting to realize, okay, when we move that way, then when, when the body starts falling that way, then our muscles need to do this. And when we start falling that way, the, the muscles need to do this. And so with snowboarding or with skating or with anything, you build muscle memory. You start to your, your muscles start to realize, okay, in this situation, I need to do this to put myself back on track. And that's how you gain experience. You put yourself in different situations and then you learn, okay, in this situation, I need to do this. In this situation, I need to do this. That's what it is in technical analysis. That's what I mean by chart vision. That's what I mean by intuition. You see, okay, I have just I don't know what it is. My brain understands this, but I don't even consciously get it. I see what's going on on the chart and I've just had so much experience that I just know that this is what's likely to happen next because I've seen it happen a thousand times. It's about getting reps. Every single time you bench, you're going to get better at it. Technically, I'm talking about form here, not strength necessarily. You're going to get better at it technically. So I don't know if that helps. Go ahead. Can I I, want to make a comment about this too? One of the main purposes we all love doing this YouTube channel uh, has nothing to do with us wanting to be on camera, but it's so that we can share the mistakes we made and what the the best action plan is to save you time. And Jeb's video yesterday about the things that he wished he he knew, I I forget the title of the video, but uh, you know, the tips and tricks 
tricks and the mind, like all these things we've learned and we try to go over it every day. We're trying to help you prevent stepping in the same potholes that we did because we know where they're at. It just takes you the ability to uh, trust your intuition, but also have an open mind about learning and putting those things into practice from learning them from others versus learning them from failing. Absolutely. Well, even think I was thinking like, you know, because I'm not the scientist in the room, that would definitely probably be Jeb. But when they're when they're testing a new theory, scientists learn just as much from a failed experiment they as they do more. a success. They learn. Well, no, actually, they learn a lot more from a failed experiment because yeah. you look, you know, the um, uh, Thomas Edison said that uh, he didn't find he didn't find out one way to make a light bulb. He found out 10 ways not to make a light bulb. That's what yeah. that was a direct quote from Thomas Edison, because you got to realize that. The not learning anything is valuable. So yeah, I could yeah. go. I could literally rant about that for half an hour. I'm not going to. <laughs> we did have we did have some super chats come in, and yep. I'll read one of them, and then we'll save some here for the end. Yes. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to see if one's a question. Well, none of them are questions. But Alessandro the cynical said, even if I'm in the red, I'm just very calmly drinking tea and gleefully watching Cardano's yeah. TVL shoot up. Uh-huh. Cheers, guys. Cheers, my friend. That's exactly what you got to do. Even if you have every reason in the world to be anxious try and get it out try and let yourself not be because even if you have every single reason to be anxious there's a power in having the calm in the storm that's why jesus asked peter to that's why jesus asked his disciples to be calm during the storm anyway talking about cardano's tvl i'll mention this briefly and then we're going to move into our discussion here Uh, cardano's tvl has doubled in 11 days so (laughs) if you jump to my screen you can see it's currently at 300 uh 300 million dollars we reported on this i believe it was on last thursday i could be wrong about that it was at 220 million it's already at 3 million it is it is jumped dramatically as men's swap is just taking off now we've also got adax pro doing a little bit uh muesli swap i'm not actually familiar with this it's milk and then sunday swap are also doing very well these layer two dexes are starting to take off in a big way Cardano is going to kill it. In a year, you're probably going to see this sitting at, I don't know, $50 billion in total value locked, and that'll likely drive Cardano to probably over $100 billion, if not $200 billion in market cap. I could easily see Cardano, even without a major bull market in Bitcoin, reaching $3 in the next year. Even if we do go into a bear market, I think Cardano could very easily um, go against the grain on that. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about a man named Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio said at one point he might be missing something about Bitcoin. And this is very interesting because one of the things I like about Dalio, he's an author, he's a billionaire investor, and he has been a cryptocurrency skeptic. One of the things I like about Dalio, and this is Dalio, and this is part of the reason he's successful, is that he at least tries to maintain a humble and teachable spirit. What does that mean? Uh, Humility means realizing that you're not always right. It means realizing that it's not all about me. It's actually more about other people. And yes, sometimes you do need to take care of yourself. That's not pride, but it's understanding that the world doesn't revolve around you. And it's understanding that you don't have all the answers. A teachable spirit is through humility, realizing that if I ever want to grow, then I have to be willing to learn. And if you're going to be willing to learn, you got to be willing to either one, be ignorant of what you're learning or two, be wrong about what you think you know. Because anytime you learn something new, it's one of those two things being crushed. Either your ignorance is being replaced by new knowledge or your uh, your um, arrogance and your incorrect beliefs are being replaced by new knowledge. So it's it can be challenging for some people who struggle with pride to have the humility to accept that either one, they're ignorant of something or two, they're just flat out wrong. So I respect Ray Dalio's humility in being able to admit, hey, I think I'm wrong about Bitcoin. So he seems to have a humble and teachable spirit. And that is absolutely necessary for growth. Absolutely critical 
for growth. And that is the reason, in my opinion, that Bridgewater has now started in a small way to invest the company's assets under management into cryptocurrency. So what we're going to read here is this. Bridgewater Associates, the largest hedge fund globally, plans to invest in the buzzing cryptocurrency sector. Reports state that the hedge fund is not planning a direct investment into cryptocurrencies, but they would likely be investing into other, you know, projects, companies, et cetera, that work in cryptocurrency. So, Kelly, I know you've looked at this a little bit. What is your stance, if you have one, on Ray Dalio, the man, Bridgewater, the company, and the idea that one of the largest hedge funds in the, hedge funds in the world with $150 billion in assets under management could be stepping into the cryptocurrency space? Well, the, the fact of the matter is you have it's essentially like it's like running a race. You have certain people that set the pace and within financial markets, uh, traditional markets, any sort of market uh, that has assets in it. Uh, you have these, whether it's Peter Thiel, Ray Dalio, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, Warren Buffett, all these different people, uh, Bill Miller, uh, all these different people are trusted uh, or admired sort of investors in, within the space and anything they do. It, it's uh, it's almost like a trickle down effect of not the dollars. I don't mean the trickle down economy, but it's a trickle down effect of what people uh, gain confidence to look into. So especially an emerging asset class like crypto, which I can't I can't necessarily fully qualify it still as an emerging asset class. I feel like it has emerged and yeah. people are starting to see the light that is on it. Right. Uh, but when you have Bill Miller, uh, Peter Thiel, Ray Dalio, it is the, the litany of people just continues to grow. It's giving a lot of confidence broadly across uh, the global landscape uh, to, to 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 more boldly move into crypto on individual retail and uh, you know uh, smaller institutions that are under their under their under their level and so Ray Dalio you know maybe they're not direct uh, investing directly into Bitcoin or crypto yet but they're investing in their crypto uh, crypto funds same thing as uh, uh, Warren Buffett adamantly against Bitcoin for the last I mean basically since Bitcoin came around, always negatively comments every time he's asked for a comment on it. But he recently invested in a crypto facing bank. And the last time he was asked for comment, he said no comment. So that's already a shift in character across the board for a, a number of people that are setting the pace globally on investments in crypto. So I think this is massively bullish. I think it absolutely is. And I think it represents a shift in the mindset of, as you said, the admired thought leaders in the stock world and in the traditional finance world. And do not underestimate how important that is because you have millions of people listening to these people. Ray Dalio is an acclaimed investor and author. You know, He is the guy that gives investment advice to billionaires. So if he, by the way, I forgot to mention this earlier, has confirmed that he personally owns Bitcoin as an investment, that's a big deal for the thought leading because make no mistake, the right mind, the right thoughts, the right ideas can topple empires. That's what Jesus's ideas did to the Roman empire. That's what Mao did in China. I do not want to compare those two. That's not what I'm saying, but what <laughs> I do not, that was a horrible analogy. The point I'm making is that one idea, good or bad, can completely change the course of human history. So if you have the right people with a powerful enough idea, such as Bitcoin, that can make a huge, huge impact on markets. Now, Kelly, I want to throw this article to you because you're going to be better at explaining it. Stablecoins return to exchanges. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on with the stablecoins, please? Oh, absolutely. I'll uh, throw this up really quick so people can see exactly what I'm talking about. Essentially, 
stable coins, it, it's kind of counterintuitive because stable coins, we look, think of them as uh, coins that are, of course, stable. How is this directly impacting the crypto markets? Well, at the end of the day, uh, stable coins, I, I think it was Will Clemente, had a whole, he, he did a whole metric with uh, on Glassnode regarding it, and he calls it the dry powder keg. Uh, and what that means is when you have a lot of uh, money or assets stored in stable coins, it's, a, it's almost as if people are, rather than taking it out into fiat currency, out of the crypto market entirely. When it's in stable coins, it's almost like it's sitting, waiting to be deployed. And as this article shows, you can see uh, that uh, on, on this graphic here, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, on this graphic here from Santiment, uh, we've reached the same level that we did uh, in December of 2020 before the massive bull run that we had December all the way through, I think, the end of uh, April, beginning of May. Uh, and what this basically is signaling is that it's almost as if uh, that people, the the runners, if we're thinking about a race, the runners are coming out of the 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 locker rooms and they're standing up at the blocks right now. So the, this dry powder keg is is set to explode, not only from the, the availability of stable coins to be deployed back into the crypto marketplace, but also every other bullish metric that has just been persistently uh, almost arrogantly flaunting itself at us with the price still trickling down as it has. Now it's been stabilizing, consolidating sideways, but maybe this is the last piece of the puzzle. We won't know until we break that 46K level and then we start seeing this be deployed. But these are some of the signals that smart money is looking at. Are, are assets ready to be deployed? And this is one of the things that is ex exactly signaling that. Uh, we will only see what it happens when it happens. Yeah, and I think that we're going to see that happen. It's important that we maintain the belief in Bitcoin. Everything in crypto, you got to go back to your belief or not in Bitcoin. If you're ever wondering about whether or not Bitcoin is going to succeed, that is a very serious thing that you should take and you should figure out how to solve. You should make sure that you go back and you're like, okay, let me go back to the basics. Let me go back to the fundamentals. What do you think Bitcoin was created for and do you agree with it? We believe in this concept of financial sovereignty, which is this idea of taking control back into your own hands from institutions, from banks, from different custodians that don't have your best interest at heart. We believe in financial sovereignty. We want all of our employees, all of our friends, all of our family, all of our community, and also, of course, all of you guys to have this idea of hashtag FinSol. That's why we're here. We want you to have financial sovereignty. So go back to the basics. Why does Bitcoin exist in the first place? If you watch the video I put up on Sunday, I talked about that, the why. You've got to get the why. Why are you in Bitcoin? You've got to realize this, guys. It is critical. This is, by the way, there are things that you, you can be successful in crypto without technical analysis, you cannot be successful in cryptocurrency, period, without understanding your mind and without understanding why you are doing this, without understanding that you yourself have to develop unless you hit the jackpot and just so happen to invest in a cryptocurrency and it goes up a thousand X, you're not going to be successful. And by the way, if you don't invest in your mind, you're probably going to lose that investment as well. That's why most people that win the lottery end up going back to exactly where they were financially or worse after they win the lottery because they never invested in their mind. They thought money was the answer, and it's not. It's the mind that created the money. That's why you get a billionaire. They lose everything. They can get it back. They know how to because they've got the mind. They've got the connections. So invest in yourself. You will be glad you did. With that said, Tim, what are your thoughts on Ray Dalio and the fact that his uh, hedge fund is investing in crypto? And by the way, it's a hedge fund investing in crypto. What are your thoughts? I, I, 
I think bullish, you know, but I, I think people are going to have to wait on this one just for a little bit of time. I think that it's more of the implications about the future that will bring bullish price action. But there's a lot of FUD that still needs to be fought. You know, there's still the war going on in Europe. There's still what we just talked about at the beginning of the stream with the fact that actually Powell and the Fed are coming out and saying inflation's a lot worse than what we originally said, which I think all of us knew. We just finally got to hear it from him. Uh, and they're going to be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to the interest rate hikes. So as as much as this is bullish news, we're still fighting a lot of FUD right now in the market. But what I do hope for, and this is, Kelly, when you were talking about stable coins, did you, do you know the exact number of dollars in stable coins right now? Uh, no, I, I haven't pulled up that metric. I believe it's around this 185 about, billion. Yeah, is, okay, so I remember, yeah. I, I did math in this the couple weeks ago. Ratio. I don't remember what the exact number was, but let's say every single stablecoin dollar went into Bitcoin. That's not enough to push us back to an all-time high. I think it actually gets us right into the 50s or something like that. But what's cool is that now that we see things, like as Jeb set it up, this whole stream up, Ray Dalio isn't just some investor. He's the investor of investors. So what he does, other people do as well. Could we see the combination of smart money companies Coming into the market, now we see the uh, stable coins start to bleed into the market, and it starts a trickle effect, and that actually ends up spelling out bullish price action. I think that's the case for if we're going to say we're going to see a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of this year, that's what's going to happen. However, I do want us to continue to keep our mindset on just because we hear this information comes out, and we hear things like yesterday, Goldman Sachs is now opening up over the counter trading. This is all bullish news, but the problem is that some people are going to jump in and think it's going to happen right now. And I don't think that the price yet is ready to replicate this bullish news because it's still fighting all the FUD. I also, you know, another thought that I have, and it was based off of something I think Matt Stevens said. So, you know, this is this is something he just said in a super chat, but I'm gonna read it now because I think it's so relevant. He said, Jeb, I'd like to reiterate what you guys said about sideways action. I hope you will see it as an advantage. It will enable them to have an opportunity to fill their bags before the moonshot happens. That's how you build wealth. Yes. And he's 100% correct. And this is what I want people to get their mindset in is it, it's actually unwise, and I don't be very careful how I say this, but it's actually unwise to want that price to just moonshot right now because that is thinking how much US dollars do I have in relationship to Bitcoin? It's not asking the question, how much Bitcoin do I have? So let's pretend, in, let's, let's say we had a crystal ball and we know here in two years, Bitcoin's gonna be sitting at $400,000. We know that, right? Yep. Would you rather it shoot up quicker and you only have 0.5 Bitcoin, or some of you have a lot more, you're a coiner, you have one coin, or, or would you rather continue to have a price down low so you can buy more Bitcoin? The best investors, the smartest investors, the wisest investors actually see this opportunity, this sideways action as an advantage because what it means is even though temporarily their Bitcoin to dollar ratio is not what everyone thinks it should be, they're looking at the Bitcoin level. They're looking at how much Bitcoin do I have? Do I have 0.5? Do I have one? Do I have 7.6? Do I have 100? That's the number that's important. And how much better is it to get it now? When we look back, when Bitcoin's sitting at $400,000, because someday it will, and it's sitting at a million dollars, then you're going to look back and say, if I had just gotten more supply back when it was $30,000, $40,000, why was I in such a rush for it to jump up to $100,000 yeah. where my buying action, my, my power started to go down? This is the season of frustration, of pain, of confusion, but also the season where people will build wealth. And we got to learn to think about it that way. And just so you guys know, I think that's what Ray Dalio and the rest of his investors are thinking is, hey guys, we might still be in a rest of a season of cyber 
sideways movement, but this is a great time to get in and build up our supply for the future because that's how they think. They don't think with instant gratification. They understand the true virtue of delayed gratification, and that's why they're wealthy. Absolutely, and that's my point is that you look at these billionaires, and why is it that whenever you see a billionaire do an interview, you're like, whoa, that dude just blew my mind. Why is it that every billionaire also seems to be a philosopher? Have you ever noticed that? By the way, I interviewed one. His name's Michael Saylor. He's worth $5 billion. That's coming out Saturday. This dude has some crazy thoughts that just blew my mind. He gave me some analogies of how to explain Bitcoin. I've been doing this professionally for five years, and he's just casually like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's like a water tower. You use energy. You put it in there, and then whenever you want to, you release the tap. It's a it's a superconducting, thermodynamically sound digital system that replaces gold and is the, is the most secure form of wealth storage for the next 100 years that we've ever conceived. I'm like... Well, dang, okay, I just learned something new. Every single billionaire that I've ever talked to or met seems to be just a freaking philosopher. You know why that is? It's because their mindset and the things that they learned is what made them a billionaire in the first place. That's what. That's the great filter. You want to be a billionaire? Work on your mind. Mm. It's not going to happen Jeff, any other way. I have, I have something I wanted to share, too. We're talking about Ray Dalio and billionaires and the smart money, you know, having this sort of shifting of winds, shifting of mindset about uh, Bitcoin and crypto, which is incredibly bullish. But one of the things I, I, I meant to show earlier, I'm going to show it right now, is this chart right here from Plan C. And this is essentially... Uh, first off, I wanted to say that uh, short-term holders are far more likely to sell than long-term holders. A short-term holder is anybody that's bought uh, within 155 days. And this, what this graph shows right here, this graph basically is showing uh, when when short when a coin basically has matured to being held for at least a year. And if you see this graphic right here, this is this is the the growth. This is how many coins have been being held uh, for longer than a year. This was look at this growth, and it preceded this massive bullish movement, which was our uh, our real all time high uh, pump that we had early 2020. And we're we're basically in the same setup right now. And the reason why that's important is because not only are we seeing this uh, uh, combination of large institutions, smart money, hedge funds starting to really take a bite positively out of, uh, you know, investing in crypto assets. But we're starting to see a, a true, wonderful shift, bullish shift in short term holders mindset and transitioning to long term holders, which means there's going to be less sell pressure, which is going to give us a stronger floor, which is as bullish as it could be. That's incredible. And that's what we love, guys. We love spending time digging into the technicals on chain and fundamentals and learning more. Because remember, the gate and key to success is not investing in crypto, it's investing in yourself. So let's go ahead and read some super chats. I know we got some, and then we're going to get to our price predictions. Yeah, we do have those coming up today. It is Tuesday. Cryptofer said, I'll give you one. Good day. Go ADA. Looking good. Speaking of, I was I just so posted to hit a chat a here a little bit. 98 cents. What Cardano is yep. at right now? Very key level of resistance, both flat and descending level of a falling wedge. So Cardano is sitting at a, it's, it's at a decision point. Is it going to reject and go back down? Or is it going to be able to break through it? I'm very interested to watch if that it rest can, of the day. If it can break resistance that was set on February the 9th, 2022 at $1.26, I will put multiple five figures into it. I will put so much freaking money in Cardano if it does that. It might even form an inverse yeah. head and shoulders pattern, as you can see it, right here. Even more so, what I'm excited about watching is the the Bitcoin or the Cardano over Full Bitcoin screen. chart. It's, it's starting to take more control back. I, I love seeing that. But anyway, we'll keep moving on. Justin Jones said, you guys rock. Thank you. Hashtag Vinsov. Hashtag Vinsov. I already read the Matt C one, but I'll read it again. Jeb, I'd like to reiterate, you know, so he's talking about, you know, um, 
the sideways action, I'll just read it. I'd like to reiterate what you guys said about sideways action. I hope you see it as an advantage. It will enable them to have an opportunity to fill their bags before the moonshot happens. That's how you build wealth. Matt C, again, it was such a good chat. So, we had to talk about it in the segment. So, so the thing you got to realize, and I'll be brief on this, you have to understand that you, if you look at everything as an opportunity, you're going to be better off. It's not just looking at sideways action as an opportunity. It's looking at everything. It's looking at when a guy cut you off in traffic as an opportunity, just to make my point. It's an opportunity to, gr to build your patience. There's an opportunity to grow in absolutely everything that you ever do in your entire life. I'm t if you like, if I close my laptop here and I'm like, ow, I hurt my finger. There's an opportunity there for me to grow in my patience, which will help me in my walk with cryptocurrency because you need to be patient. There's an opportunity in everything. So never let yourself under believe the lie that there's no opportunity. There is opportunity around every single corner so long as you choose to accept it uh, as opportunity. Yeah, we have another one from Jarrat saying, I bought Jamesy a few weeks ago and it's doing good. Do you guys have any experience with this coin? Not familiar with it. Uh, uh, are Kelly, are you? I don't. I, I am now. We are now, yeah, yeah. Well, I am now. I've I've heard of it now. Yes. Siobhan Golay donated. I don't see a chat there, but he wanted to donate. So thank you so much. Thank you, Siobhan. And then last one I see here, Jacob Padley said, "How would a Bitcoin ETF uh, impact its behavior uh, Monday, Monday through, through Friday. Friday?" It would. So a Bitcoin ETF would drive a lot of hype. That is a catalytic event that could kick off a bull market. Is if we actually got a spot ETF. We've got futures ETFs. Uh, I believe we have options ETFs now, but we don't have a spot ETF. That would be a huge deal. As far as how it would affect it Monday through Friday, that would, it depends on the size of the ETF. If it's a small ETF and it's got low volume and it's just like, okay, it's precedent. Okay, now we got a Bitcoin ETF, great. Now we'll see more institutional adoption, uh, more uh, traditional retail adoption in retirement funds and everything, then that'd be wonderful. But how big of an impact it would have would have to do on the volume because to be honest with you, it's just another form of trading Bitcoin. I don't really think it would have that big of an impact whatsoever. Well, I think it is time for predictions. Woo. I have no idea what I'm going to We got the other three locked in. Just yeah. so you guys know, while Jeb is looking his up, it's Tuesday. What we do on Tuesdays, if you are new to the channel, welcome, welcome, welcome. But we give a prediction. It's a little game we have. I am the current holder of the Huddle Trophy. This is the prize for winning. Uh, we are predicting and competing for what we think the price of Bitcoin will be Friday at 1025. This is not a prediction to base any trade off of. It's super hard to pinpoint the exact minute uh, on Friday that is three days away from now, four days from now, what is it, four days from now. Uh, so. This is not financial advice. This is a game, but it's been it's been a good one. I, I point out to Kelly. Kelly and I have won the last I think ten combined. Like between the two of us, we've won the last ten of them. So Smay and Jeb, we're gonna need we're gonna need you guys to Come pick on. it up. All right. But well, we have all three Kelly, Smays, and mine are all locked in. Jeb, it is on you. What do you predict Bitcoin is going to be, and uh, briefly why? I think Bitcoin. You can jump onto my chart. I think that Bitcoin is going to be at. Um, I want to say 42,300. The reason is Bitcoin has a nine flash on the TD sequential. I, I, I already regret that, but I think that it's going to be 42.3. And the reason is I think we're going to have a little bit of a hard time breaking above 44.5 because that would be setting a new high. I think a lot of people are going to sell up there that are in short-term profit. And then we're going to see a little bit of a retracement, and we're either going to pull back down to this trend line or maybe not all the way down to this one, but maybe somewhere in the middle. And I think we'll be in the middle of a bounce. We might even be on the right shoulder of a head and shoulders pattern at that point. So I'm going to say 42,300. All right. Well, the good news is for you, you are the lowest on all three of them. I like being Smay, what's your number that you have? My number is 45,000. Would you have a brief hmm. explanation? My brief explanation is that my heart told me it would be there. Okay, that's a uh, that's a that's a reason. Kelly, what you got? Not a good one, but it's a reason. 
What's your reason for 45602? Well, the two is just kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Specific <laughs> random high number. No, but uh, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I follow, there's just so much just never ending bullish metrics that at some point this dam's going to break. Yeah. Uh, so I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable. And just like my, my map sort of paints out, uh, that I shared, it's also on my Twitter. We very well could uh, be rejected and go back down, but I like, I'm going to go on the high side just cause, uh, I want to, I want to champion the bulls here. Mm, right. Well, mine, mine is in the middle on this one. So Kelly is the highest, and Smay is not that much below him. Jeb's the lowest. I'm going to say 44,333, and I'll explain briefly why. First of all, that's right in the zone, pretty darn close to the top of this zone, like this flat prediction. level. And and what I do, what I always do, so by the way, the Friday is the 25th, and I, I put it roughly around 10 o'clock. So are you, guys, are you on my chart, Smay? No, you didn't tell me. I'm sorry. I, Go to my chart real quick. You'll see this line right here. I always draw this line just to say, hey, if I had to draw this out where the price is going to be, let's do it. I, I went back and looked at the other peaks. We get up here and then we fluctuate on the hourly chart for a little bit of time. I think we still have a little bit of work to do. I think we're hesitating right now to get up there. So I could easily see the price coming up slowly, getting up to these regions, maybe even having some wicks come through, struggling sideways and breaking here before. I do, like I told you guys earlier in the show, I kind of gave it away. I'm bullish short term. I still think, though, that it's not time to break out of this ascending triangle, and I won't change my mind until I see, again, a confident break above 46. But that's what I kind of drew, and so my price kind of came right in this region. I said, uh, you know, let's go 44,333. You know, that could change. One thing I do know, the other reason why I stayed high instead of going low, Jeb, I think you're kind of anticipating the same thing. Price goes high, comes back down. Yeah. The price always seems to delay what I did, so I, I also held out a little bit. I'm like, all right, I think it might delay that rejection yeah. a little bit more than I think. Either way, the I, I like everyone's prediction. This might be a week where everybody at, is some, right point at is right. some point yeah so no absolutely well guys if you are enjoying today's uh uh predictions and analysis make sure to hit that like button we're close to a thousand likes let's see if we can't bump it over one thousand likes thank you so very much for all of those likes and tell us in chat are you team smay team tim team jeb or team kelly i'd love to hear all of the team jeb people represent i am the lowest prediction which is exactly where i like to be because i am still in the camp of the bears until i'm proven wrong now i might get proven wrong but I've not been proven wrong yet. So I think we're going to struggle a little bit this week. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of that in the comment section down below. Make sure to check out I Trust Capital. Links in the description box down below. Also, make sure to check out Lux Algo. If you don't know what Lux Algo is, it is the leading technical indicator that I use in my toolkit. Every single day I'm looking at the market, I look at Lux Algo to see what it's saying about the trends that we are in. If we're in an uptrend, it's going to tell me. If we're in a downtrend, it's going to tell me. It's got 80 plus percent accuracy if you use the strategy that I have talked about in previous videos. So make sure you check out Lux Algo. The link is in the description box down below. You can use coupon code Jeb for 20% off at checkout. Smay, we haven't heard from you much lately this show. What is your overall thoughts on this market? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a little bearish. Um, and I think we're going to continue to trade sideways for a while. Like I said yesterday, I don't think there's much going on that's going to change any of that. So that's my thoughts. There you go. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's video, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to check us out on all of our social medias at CryptoJeb over on Instagram and Twitter at CryptoJebOfficial over on TikTok. We're going to go ahead and wrap it out here. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. Hey.
We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.